Hello and welcome to this episode of The Lorgoifs. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm A.E. And I'm Bob. And where's where, where, where's Justin? Did, did you did someone did we did leave him in, in Seattle? Seattle? <laughs> oh my gosh, we left him in Seattle. Oh, I knew I forgot something in the apartment. I knew we we like roomed together, but like, did no one tell him that we were we were leaving? Oh, he must just be stumbling around the city, rubbing two Nicole Boluses together. Oh, oh gosh, no. darn it! No, doesn't he know that you know? No matter how many times you try rubbing those two together, you're not going to get more Nicole Boluses. That's not how Nicole Bolus procreates. He was. Muttering something about the creature four four bolas plus the new five drop planeswalker, and when you slap them together hard enough, then you create a time rift. But I didn't think he was serious about it. I'm, uh, this is my I blame myself. You know, yeah, yeah and don't blame yourself, A. I mean, like we all saw this happening, and yet we all decided to go for Indian curry anyway. So we kind of just yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least we know that he can still visit our great sponsor. Card Kingdom! Thank you so much, Card Kingdom, for being a wonderful sponsor of the Lorgwives. And if you want to support the Lorgwives, you can use our affiliate link, actually. It's www.cardkingdom.com slash And if you want to get a new Pride Goyf or a Neon Goyf, which are our new stickers, please enter sticker please from the Lorgwives into your comment section for your order, and they will be sure to add one for you. And ship it to you fast, cleanly, and securely. Yes, and with a smile. Definitely a smile. I often feel that smile when I open my packaging. Oh my god. I got to visit Card Kingdom for the first time and I saw those smiles. Yeah. yeah those Mox, people are great. Mox is wonderful. Everyone who's ever worked at Card Kingdom that we've met has always been awesome. And the food is really, really good. So uh, Seattle, we, we're pretty jealous. You can write in for the special requests. No smiles. You can also request no smiles. But um, I think that'll be really hard for our Card Kingdom friends. So with that, I think we also want to give a major shout out to our patrons on Patreon. So this week's winner is William. Thank you, William, for being our patron. And we're going to give you a, it's one from the older set. We skipped over it at the time, but it is a very flavorful one. So I wanted to give you a foil Joda Archmage Eternal. And this is someone who is skeptical of Planeswalkers, but he's also one of the oldest people. He has descended from Urza. His flavor text reads, Chronicles across the ages describe Joda. They likely refer not to one mage, but to a family or an arcane title. And that's a quote from Arkel, Argivian scholar. And this is based off the novel The Gathering Dark by Jeff Grubb, in which Joda accidentally drinks from a fountain of youth while hiding, diving into the fountain to escape from goblins. And so begins the story of one of the most famous archimages in all and he encounters if in that story so this yeah. this card has a lot of history and i did want it to get to one of our patrons and this one goes to william thank so you william is he a little skinny he why do you say that he's is he blue he's uh he is jeskai colors wait so is he on nicol bolus's side no <laughs> no 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 wait, no but no. i thought you said he's an eternal no no he's not any no no he's not that's not no no, but I will say this about Joda. He did date Joyra once. That did not end well. So, moving on from there. Sounds like an airship wreck. <laughs> it's one of those things you're like, look, we've both been alive forever. You want to try it? And then it's like, no. <laughs> My best didn't... friends promise to marry each other when yeah. they're 13 and they're not married by if 30. If we get to 20,000 years and we're not married. 
Awesome. So with that, I think we're going to go ahead and go to the fourth chapter of Django Wexler's The Gathering Storm. Take it away. Rain poured throughout the 10th district of Ravnica, but the only puddle that Ralph Zarek saw in his room was the purring cuddle poodle that was Tomic. The Orzov advocates dreamed of counting zibs and collecting spirits in foreclosure. The Izzid chemistry beside him remembered the deal he made with a golden salamander turned sympathetic benefactor turned pregnant clansman one Nicole Bolas. Zarek's musings were interrupted by the sounds of someone pounding on the door. Tomek, with elegance and grace of a human burrito, rolled himself up in the covers. It's your turn to feed the baby. You're still dreaming, Ral said, shuffling toward the door. I hope. Ral Zarek? The door swung open to reveal a dripping Vidalkin messenger. Naturally. I thought you would have recognized me from all the covers of those magazines. Don't you read the Guild Pride? Hybrid Pips? Teenage Wizard? Legendary? Or super types? No, 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 and no, but I, I do have a message for you from the Eerie. Raoul reads the missive. Raoul, I found a Demir agent that may be interested in a leadership change. Meet in the wretched early hours in the grim alley behind the broken toy box. You might die, but that's a price I am willing to pay. Signed, Uncle Nivy. P.S. I heard Asperia just loved the catnip you sent. Good choice. Realizing that he had forgotten to plug in his accumulator, Ralzarek suited up in last year's cherry and gold model with a built-in coffee warmer. Ral blew a kiss to Tomek and left to meet up with the Demir agent behind the broken toy box. Ral had heard whispers of the acts of depravity perpetrated by the Rakdos cult in the basement of the broken toy box. Games of... Dare I say it, Grease the Goblin, Hydroid Crasis Oil Rubs, Blood Ball, and the Spawning Pit. It all sounded rather sticky to Ral, and not conducive to properly maintained electrical equipment. Ral tiptoed over the sleeping patrons, soused and doused in the darkness. One looked awake, a young girl. There was something creepy about her. Maybe it was her striped dress, clean amongst the bar's filth. Maybe it was her frost-blue eyes. Maybe it was her unblinking stare. Maybe it was the demure agent next to her, impaled on the wall, dead and dripping. Yeah, that, it was the last one. Ral had figured it out. It was definitely the dead demure agent. The dead one is Hellas Vitra, I assume? Ral asked. Or was? Due to a spike in business, she won't be able to speak with you, Mr. Zarek. But I am her manager. What assistance can I provide? Mm, Professor Lozov, I presume? Rao cringed as the creepy little girl shifted into an even creepier older woman. Then he eyed the agent on the wall. I see you're still working on the loyalty and healthcare plans. Electricity arced between Rao's hands as he prepared for a fight. You dragged me out of bed for this? The League is still upset with your attempt on my boss. I am not here to fight you, Zarek. And I did not order the attempt on Niv-Mizzet's life this time. Lazav grinned. It is actually much more fun than that. The Demir has a number of double agents in its ranks. RI-6 has become an interesting place. It's a very likely story. It's true. But that aside, we intend to take Asperia up on her invitation. 
if there is going to be a party, the Demir won't sit idly by. But how can we trust you? <laughs> you can't. Great. Do you think I could have my minion back for discipline? Uh, not the spiked one, the one that tried to kill Niv-Mizzet. Have you ever known a dragon to give up their toys? Lazav chuckled and turned away into the darkness. Oh, and Lazav, bring an appetizer. Everyone always brings dessert, and that goes straight to my thighs. Potlucks really just need appetizers. Uh. Lazav grunted and vanished into the Ravnican night. Meanwhile, in the new old Gargari capital of Sphagos, Vraska was working on a puzzle all her own. Shiver my timbers. I cannot seem to find the edge piece I need for this puzzle. Uh, Lady Vraska, I believe I can help. Storov said. The lich lady glided into the room. The missing piece, I believe, can be shaped by this failed assassin. A woebegone elf was brought in struggling by two stylishly forward erstwhile. Who sent you? Vraska asked. I will never tell you! You can never break me! LOL. We'll see about that. Vraska gestured, and the erstwhile forced the elf into a cavity in her throne, a stone puzzle she was building out of the unwise and the ungrateful, those who would rather die than give up their privilege. At the last moment, as Vraska's eyes flashed with death, the Devarkin assassin bucked, and he froze with his hand in an undignified position, flipping the birds of paradise. Sighing, Vraska broke off his jutting arm, threw a cushion over his grimacing face, and took a seat. <sighs> Good enough. Zedek, the small, telepathic crawl, entered the throne room. Vraska, Fred, I know I'm not supposed to read your thoughts, but I thought you should know that there's something missing in your mind, like a dinosaur-sized, heart-shaped hole. Well, you spend some time on Ixalan, and you will miss all the cute dinos and goblins, too. No, mistress. It's something that was hidden from you. But with your consent, I don't understand. Y you mean I, I chose to forget? Yes, mistress. Then I imagine it would be NBD if we opened it now. I'm doing everything I ever aspire to do. I'm queen of the Golgari. I turned that loser to rot into a wine cooler. I'm instituting an egalitarian monarchy down here in the Underrealms, and these in-season fungal gowns are so avant-garde and fresh. But I just feel so empty inside. Well, it almost seems like someone very, very talented spent a lot of time sealing those memories up to set up for an epic payoff in the final act. I don't want to completely break the fourth wall or anything, but there's a little tag here next to the door that says, Do not open until the beginning of the climax! But I, I feel so off, and, and this exposition leading up to the point has been so good. And now I'm just so goddamn curious to see what's behind the curtain. I let all of my distinguished guests open the coronation presents a day early, so th this is sort of the same thing. You, you only have to pull on one string, right? And it'll unknot, and the memories will be restored? Yeah, I mean, it's so painless, but I just want to make sure you're okay with negating some of the best character development this in-game universe has ever known. I mean, I, I'm sensing a little pearl-clenching readers out there looking forward to your memories being restored in an emotional finale, confrontation, tearful reunion... But you, 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 Just you, do it already! All right. 
Vraska felt something wriggle in the inside of her skull. Then all her times on Ixalan with Jay slowly crept back, like skittering arachnids, along with her love and their plans to double-cross Bolas. It's all coming back to me now. Ah, ah, those nights in the wind were so cold. Oh, gosh. Well, then, this changes everything. Bring me the messenger from the Azorius. Lich Lady Storov tilted her head and tapped her delicate finger bones on her graceful chin. I'm sorry, ma'am. You you kicked that messenger into the bottomless Grigor Canyon, screaming something along the lines of, This is Golgaria? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, right, I did that. <laughs> well, then bring me one of the new messenger drudges, fresh from the compost heap. Later that day, Raoul lounged in his office, reading RSVPs to the guild's summits. Slash Isperia's birthday party. You gathered all the willing guilds, you handsome, competent man, you. Raoul mused to himself. Now you just need to charm the stubborn ones. Master Zarek? A nervous young messenger said. There's a clown emissary here to see you. Oh, you gonna let me in or not? She elegantly moved the attendant aside with a well-placed knee to the crotch. I have the extremely dubious honor of being the official emissary, mouthpiece, and plenipotentiary of his magnificent flaminess, on account of being the smartest and best dressed, and also I cut everyone else's fingers off when they tried to stop me. But you can call me Hakara. Rao crossed his legs, deliberately. I take it you are here to deliver a message from Rakdos, then? His incinerationness wants me to tell you he's down to summon these guilds, you know? Bring everyone together. I'm his rep, all signed and branded official-like. Great! I don't mean to keep you. The summit is in two weeks, so off you go till then. Oh no, governor. You see, Rakdos is not sure he can trust you and your pesky dragon, so you and I are going to be roomies so I can watch you. He wants you to watch me? That's right. While I'm sleeping too? And while you're on the throne! What? Everyone needs some encouragement on the potty. I say, go Zarek! No way. Oh, you a prude? You don't have to make this kinky. Uh, unless you want to, and with consent, and- Please, stop touching me. I worry I know where your hands have been. Don't worry, I'm not attracted to you at all. Except for that yummy white streak in your hair. I just want to lick it. Mm. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Raoul knew Rakdos was paranoid and older than the dust in a buried Orzhov sanctuary. Accordingly, the demon definitely had his fair share of interactions with Niv-Mizzet. But Raoul also knew that this might be his only chance to get the Rakdos into the fight against Nicole Bolas. And then, with one foul swoop of instant regret, Raoul said, We can hang out. As long as I'm at work. Fabulous. And can that rancid one join in the fun? Kara points to a zombie, now shambling into their office. Master Zarek! The attendant had returned and was speaking two octaves higher. Another emissary! Does anybody know how to knock around here? Ral groused. I guess we'll just let anything in here. A message from Queen Vraska. Of the Golgari Swarm. A bit of rotting flesh dropped off the zombie's hand with a wet plop. She wishes to meet in person to discuss the upcoming summit. Then with one more dribble, the zombie liquefied itself, creating new and less unpleasant aromas as it noxiously mixed with the smell of the attendant's vomitos. <laughs> Well, Hikara said, 
that's not coming out of the cop at any time soon, I tell you what. <laughs> well, that was certainly quite the update this week, and we will be back shortly after this most excellent, wonderful sponsor section. Tired of unreliable isn't message dispatchers losing, ruining, or setting your private messages ablaze? Why deliver words when you could deliver fireworks? <laughs> that that was my my student loan bill. You're welcome. <laughs> Tired of running halfway across Ravnica to deliver your message only to be nudged off a sidewalk by an Indric? No, no, down boy, down. Why are there no guardrails? You need to try Golgari Relay Messenger Service. Trusted by laymen and emissaries alike, Golgari Relay Messenger Service will get your message across discreetly and quickly. No need for cumbersome paper or remembering addresses. You don't even need to find that lost pen of yours. Simply dictate your message to your Golgari messenger and send them away. Now with aggro options. Show your passive aggression with our extra gooey messengers. And here's your message, Ugh, It's slimy. But at least it's in one piece? Our messengers are 100% organic and compostable. Trust Golgari Relayer Messenger Service for your next important letter. I am happy to hear that the uh, Golgari messengers are biodegradable. You know what? In this time and space, in this multiverse, where there's a ton of plastic just floating around the oceans and getting deficient things, I think it's wonderful that we have a more useful way of using... The less exciting parts of the cycle of life to get messages across. Too much paper in our oceans. Save the turtles, use a zombie. Yeah, save the turtles, use a zombie. Unless the turtles, also a zombie. Still works, actually. So, although Justin is not here tonight, he certainly expressed his opinions about this uh, section in the uh, reenactment. And let's, let's, uh, let's get right to it. While we were reading the... War of the Spark, we were concerned about the abandonment of the plan between Jace and Vraska to use her hidden memories to betray Bolas, and I expressed concern then that I felt like we were missing an integral element which gave the Gatewatch an actual advantage over the dragon. So we, at the time, wondered how it had been treated in these prequels, and now that we've read this, how do you feel about that treatment, Bob and Michelle? You know, I kind of saw it coming. I I don't think Nicol Bolas didn't see this coming. Nicol Bolas is such a powerful and mighty character. He expects everybody to betray him one way or another. Thus, he, he has plans on plans on plans. I think the fact that Raska did follow, or did uh, was victorious in acquiring the Immortal Sun um, is a win for Nicol Bolas. As far as the manipulating of of her memories... I don't think it matters. Because Nicol Bolas got what he wanted from Vraska. Yeah, but I think that as a plot device, though, this seemed like a really big letdown. <laughs> like, remember at the end of Ixalan when we saw Jason Vraska have this moment together of like, uh, I, we're going we're gonna to take him down together, you know, and we're going to show that dragon what for. He's not going to mess with our plane. And I, I think that future of that power couple fighting together to do cool things was something that we all were rooting for. I can't say that I'm, you know, not disappointed a little bit, but it is kind of a weird position, right? Like, because we know that 
Rask is going to end up betraying people like she does. But it's really unclear at this point why she does so. We definitely have points, the finish, the beginning and the end. But there's still a lot in the middle that we don't quite know. So I'm trying to preserve my judgment until I see everything laid out. I will say there's one thing that I liked. It wasn't just like a, like a, a pop, oh, she's got her memories back. Like, it took a lot of work. And a, a character like, like Zedek, who is a prodigy among Crawl. It's not like somebody just like randomly like, oh, you got memories back. Right? Yeah. That's what we were, I think that's what Justin was really afraid of, was somebody being like, oh, here's Jace, this mastermind mage, blocking away memories, whatever, and then just some random person like, I undid all of his work. Yeah, but in my opinion, that is what happened. It seemed to be effortless for this presumably low-level crawl. And Jace is set up to be one of the greatest telepaths in the multiverse. How, how do, can we reasonably expect this crawl to undo his work without any trouble at all. Well, I wouldn't underestimate the crawl. Well, like, I, mean... I, I think <laughs> I think Zedek is a is a kid character. You have to remember Zedek actually doesn't speak. They communicate only with telepathy, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, they're kind of a prodigy amongst the crawl. We often mention the Ixalan storylines. I don't want to go. I want to take off the rose tinted glasses of nostalgia for a moment to acknowledge that those stories were not perfect either in some of their pacing, but. I think this is a spot where I was disappointed in these stories, but at least we do have some proper liches in the stories. Remember how they were disrespected in Dominaria? You mean the Tutu Zombies? Look, liches are mythic undead, sentient and brilliant. Calling them your tokens hits me right in the phylactery. Yes! In this story, we do have Storev. She is such a queen. Of the erstwhile, and we have Jared, the Lich Lord. Wait, he isn't he? He led my Golgari Vorthos deck to many a victory. Well-designed card, so rich in history and Ravnica lore. And in this story, his skull was painted red. Do you remember that from, what was it, chapter two or something? Not not his skull, precisely. I'm so glad Janelli was proofreading these stories. For continuity, he is a good friend who would never stab him in the back by misrepresenting liches. Do you want to break it to him, Michelle? Okay. Are you sitting down, A.E.? I'm already sitting down for these recordings. Okay, because in this story, Gerard... The, the Lich Lord, yes? He's not a lich. He has flesh. Well, I mean, they do have flesh, but this one bleeds. And, and Storev is referred to as the only lich in the room? No! No! I, I know, okay. It just, it's calm down, calm down. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just keep re- Deep breaths. Deep breaths. It'll be fine. I mean... No! <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but you know what I am also sorry about is basically just feeling disappointed about how this all kind of went down a little bit. The uh, again returning to Vraska and her memory situation. On the other hand, I am pleased to see that the Demir are absolutely not standing for these shenanigans. If anyone's going to be reading minds on this plane, it's going to be the Demir. No one else is going to read minds like the Demir. No one reads minds like Lizov. <laughs> Skewers, traitors like Lizov. No one steals your, serps your memories out like spaghetti like Lizov. Who can be such a cute girl and granny? She's got. She. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> but nice. yes, Lizov is pretty great. And I'm, I'm really happy to see like the, this sort of shady, you know, mysterious group promising Ra right away that, you know, if Ravnica is in danger, the Demir will play their part. 
We'll be there for you, us shady folks with way too many lapels <laughs> and daggers. <laughs> I would argue that's just enough collars. I love collars. <laughs> and, and after that, I mean, it's just also really nice to see that uh, we finally get to meet Hakara for the first time in her first incarnation. It turns out she was crazy to start with. Yeah, she's not crazy. She's awesome. She's awesome. Awesome and crazy are not necessarily different things. That's true. But yeah, no, it was really wonderful to finally see her in the flesh, bounding into the room, and hilarious. Like, we, we do tend to take liberties with our summaries. Just a couple here and there. Nothing really all that ostentatious. But I gotta say, we didn't really adjust almost any of the lines for Hikara. Some of those lines I literally pulled word for word because they were perfect. They're just so good. Like, that's not going to come out of the carpet. <laughs> remember, the Rakdos were arguably our favorite part of the War of Spark, too. They had some great scenes there as well. I almost wish we had a card for Hikara. I don't know. I would have really loved to have seen such a spunky, lively character like that, given some space. But now I'm kind of wondering if Ju- if we're going to see Judith or any of the other really cool legendary creatures here. We we did get a couple of um, mentions of Izoni, for example, as being one of the Dvarkin that are very much against Vraska. So it's really fun to see how this kind of is going to go off and whatnot. Because it's mentioned, right, that each of the guilds has a guild leader who is in power, actually in power, and one behind the scenes that sort of represents a slightly different perspective. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Judith might actually fit in. I wonder why Judith wasn't used for this character. I guess maybe the idea Judith is performing while this is going on. Maybe. I mean, she's got to be carried into the office and maybe the door just isn't big enough for all those burly men with masks. That's true. They've got to like go in sideways like panniers. And she would steal Ralph from Tomic. So it would just be a messy situation. (laughs) Yeah, no. And then the Orzhov would have to declare war on the Rakdos and that would just be... Fun, it would actually. turn into a rom-com. So that's a good but different story. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a, a real treat seeing these characters come back and, and finally be given the real context that they deserve. I know that we've complained about how Greg's work, Greg Weissman's novel, was a little rushed. And it's really lovely to see these really fun people given breathing room to develop and talk and ooze personality off the pages it adds flavor we're only a few stories in but at this point i would say if you haven't read war of the spark wait yes let these stories play out let's get them out there published to the public and then read these first then read the book yep and i think that'll give you a much better idea of what's what what happened and why things are the way they are it adds so much ambiance like you get to feel all the different locations like the 10th district as well as the the capital of um Storov. Uh yeah, Swath Swath Goth Goths. Yeah, that yeah, that, that the Eastern under- European name I cannot say. <laughs> Vogthas? I, I, I don't I don't know what off the top of my head. Do you know how many times I had to rewrite that? Svogthas. Yeah. I'm sure it's that. Something like the the new Golgari capital. The new old Golgari capital. The new old Golgari capital. It we're it's like they're really retro. They're bringing hipster Golgari. Oh my god, yeah. No, Vraska's totally They've hipster all got Golgari. Green mold beards. <laughs> Big framed glasses made I out of funguses. I before it was cool. <laughs> I really love how dark this story is getting. Yes. I think it goes a little darker than anything that we've kind of seen before. Uh, even out of Nikki Drayden, who is known for her dark and... And, Cass- and, and Cassandra Kaw. And Cassandra Kaw, yeah. who's also a horror writer. Like, this... Gets more emotionally dark, or I think maybe that they had more 
they're they said a, a darker ambiance yes. where this is a darker scenario also i had to reread that paragraph about the demure agent literally being impaled to the wall through her eyes and her limbs and it was like oh I couldn't oh. read that one fast enough. I was out of there. <laughs> no, I, I was like, wait, did they actually... Did, Django, did you put this in the... Yeah, well, yes, you did. He did slip a corpse right in there. Yeah, not just a corpse. A corpse that has been impaled to a wall with multiple stakes. Human pin cushion. Yeah, if the pins were like giant stakes. Railroad yep. spikes. But I'm just excited. I feel like reading this this series is, is bringing me ever closer to experience what being Guy Fieri would be like. You know why? Pinned to the wall? No, because these stories are taking me to Flavortown. Wop, 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 finger guns. Womp, womp. <laughs> All right, with that, I think let's go ahead and talk about our GP Seattle experience. First of all, thank you to everyone who came up to us and said hi, um, people who asked for stickers, who shook our hands, who asked for hugs. It was wonderful to meet all of our fans in person, and it was really great being able to get some FaceTime with y'all, too. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm never never less than shocked by the hospitality that these GPs bring. Yes. I think I it's worth particularly commending Channel Fireball for this one. They created a... For once, a welcoming environment to casual players. They had a good tables set out for them, and those tables were nearby the stage. So between turns, you could potentially look at what was going on there. And they had streamers there. They had some panels, and they had a cosplay uh, show as well, which I missed because I was battling in the tournament. But there were excellent cosplayers there. I don't uh, have the capacity to go over all of them, but if you were following me on Twitter, I retweeted quite a bit. And uh, excellent work by cosplay. They were wearing their imagination on their sleeve so i give them all the respect i know that most of y'all competed in the main event too i didn't but how did y'all feel about modern horizons as a sealed format you know it's fun that doesn't to an sound, extent that no, doesn't sound I, very I, I, I hate the sealed format because it <laughs> suffers from being the bomb heavy opens with light removal that I think a lot of sets that are designed for draft suffer from. Yep. So when you have a set that's designed for draft, you get a lot of fun synergies, you get a lot of cool cards that you tend to not get in a sealed environment. Except for that one person who goes 8-0. But even then, I believe that the 8-0 wind up with the bombier rares and uncommons than it is any synergy. Right? So I'm I'm a little salty about this, (laughs) but... Every game I lost, I lost to Deep Forest Hermit. Oh, oh man. no. That's it. That, that is the card I lost to. Now, my opponents also played well, right? It's not just a matter of you get a card. You still have to be able to play it well. But because I didn't have any removal and it's so easy to recur, that Hermit, I was just outgunned every time. I definitely did not reach the Deep Forest Hermit bracket. Nothing went well on the sealed deck and i too don't particularly like high synergy sealed deck draft formats one such as m20 probably will be a lot of fun and i did enjoy modern horizons draft and won quite a few of those so i did not play in the main but decided not to play in the main because after drafting this set a few times i definitely got the impression that this is a very synergy based basically the same conclusions you both came to this is a synergy based format it is not meant for sealed and i felt like 
sealed in general always seems like you're tossed like a handful of random bits from the back of your game store and you've got to create some kind of walking shambling robot to fight another robot and oftentimes sealed you can kind of put together something decent but this particular format i think it was like putting together a workable machine out of like two matchsticks a piece of gum that's too hard to use properly and then like a cup of random frog spit so it was just not really good enough i'm gonna say that some people love this okay and and that's fine if you really love the sealed format please Limited, Go out there, play more. Limit always has <laughs> not for us. Limit yeah. always has high variance, and it was a skill testing format. But uh, enough about what we didn't like. What did you like? Well, I loved GPC seeing. Seattle. Well, I loved seeing everybody. I loved getting in tons of commander games with everybody. I was in Seattle for a little bit longer on the front end of things and was just, it was just wonderful seeing um, everybody and spending time with folks. I know that GPs, it can be really overwhelming to walk into this convention center and you see everyone and you want to spend time with them, but you can't. But I had the privilege of like being able to front load a lot of that time and really see a lot of people I cared about. So that was overall really enjoyable. And like you said, AE, I thought that the commander casual play tables put up right next to the panel. Like that was just a stroke of genius. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was a great place for people to hang out and also a great place for people to find other people. It was, I know that in a lot of GPs, it can be really difficult to find your folks. As soon as you get, everybody goes their own ways during tournaments or somebody decides to go to the artist alley, etc. But it was really easy to find everybody when you were just in the commander area. Channel Fireball achieved a true magic gathering. And one of the most, uh, I think the most memorable thing I did there in terms of flavor was try Oathbreaker format for the first time. I lend out my Kiora Behemoth Backhunter deck to Doug, and he successfully whelming waved everyone else out of the game, attacking the giant <laughs> leviathans and octopuses. It was delicious. I you wrote, you uh, gave your deck to Doug? That was mistake number well, one. Well, <laughs> I assume, I, I think I rightly gave, well, yeah. Yes, I did. But uh, I had no regrets. Well, <laughs> I enjoyed getting drowned by that whelming wave. <laughs> it's always fun to loan your decks to other people, and, you know, when they win, it's like you're winning a little bit too. Yes. Yeah. The other I win both ways. The other thing I really enjoyed, too, was seeing um, the new uh, Legion Supplies or the official Magic MTG Pro Shop. They support big people! They su- One, they support big people now. <laughs> they now have sizes that go up to 4X, which is excellent. For excellent. Ahaha. Uh, oh. Ahaha. Uh, uh, anyway, I'll stop. But also, they're producing these amazing t-shirts with pride on them with the Planeswalker logo in rainbow. Um, to support the Trevor project. So I believe um, um, a percentage of the profits for each shirt and hoodie sold will go to the Trevor project, which is really fantastic. And I think they ran out of pretty much everything by the time the last day came around. I mean, they were, I mean, luckily they're also based in Seattle, I believe. So Mm -hmm. they were able to restock every day much more quickly than you would get at other GPs. Yeah. But even then, it was just like quickly going through. Yeah, I know. Everybody really wanted to get those their hands on those shirts because those shirts are cool. Also, it's June, so pride. Woo! And Also, they had Mowu shirts. Also, they had Mowu shirts. I didn't know I had such a deep-seated love for Mowu, but I've been absolutely obsessed 
obsessed with Mo. With Mowu. Why? I don't know. He's such a good he's the boy. Goodest boy. He is the goodest boy. What do you think about putting, say, a saddle on him? Um. Yeah, what if that saddle? Happen. What if that saddle came with a two-two wolf? But but now he has a friend, <laughs> Friendo, which is great. That's Wolfback Saddle? Is that that's an M2? Wolfback Saddle, yeah. Ashlyn Rose's spoiler, which was fantastic. I love it so very much. Wolf Rider's Saddle. It's probably not Wolfback Saddle. Wolfback Saddle! Best saddle in the round. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it, there were just so many great people. I picked up a couple of really amazing prints. Uh, Elena Dane, the new John Avon, was there. And I picked up an amazing Azorius panorama print from her. Yeah, that was Speaking great. Speaking of John Avon, you must have noticed the Field of Lotuses. Yes. Which is reminiscent of the original Lotus Veil. And it occurred to me that I like the original artwork a lot better. Is it because that this new one is done traditional rather than digital? Oh, you mean the new one is done traditional? Because uh, the old one is done traditional and this new one is digital? I, you know, I was wondering if there's the other way around. The other one might oh. have been done uh, on the computer digitally. And Honestly, this one- I think they're both beautiful. And we don't need to play favorites here. We can play both. And I think we can both enjoy them. Okay, well, you're wrong. No. I forgive you because not everyone's perfect all the time. So I, I do like the original uh, artwork for Lotus Veil. But the new one is very exciting. It is gorgeous. And I know we haven't really talked too much about M20. I've got to admit, I've got a little bit of spoiler season fatigue. Yeah, burnout almost. Uh, the I, whole back-to-back thing is a little it, tough. Yeah, it's, it's been really tough. But we will be talking more about M20 spoilers beginning next week. So... Hopefully more on that soon. Three Chandras, what does it mean? (laughs) (laughs) Three Chandras, one moon. (laughs) Which is funny because Chandra also means moon. Well, I think that pretty much does it today for us. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, and to our wonderful patrons on Patreon. And to Yosh for his continual hard work in helping us edit these and make us sound as beautiful as a butterfly on a spring breeze. And with that, I've been one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm A.E. And I'm Bob. And we'll see you next time.
a second. I got a burp. Oh, okay. There it went. Ooh. Classy. Kiwi. Lots of kiwi. Gross. It had to be the Spartan kick. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, this is Golgaria! Thank you, Michelle. No worries. I'm about to sneeze. Bless you. Oh, it's got power. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it. <laughs> Michelle, what's wrong? No, I can't sneeze. As I suspected, Michelle refuses to sneeze, thus trapping the demon within her soul. No! <laughs> well, I mean, what if we're friends, A.E.? What if we're friends? Yeah, that you know I'm what? beginning to suspect that very fact. Yeah, that's why I'm sniffling, because its feelings are hurt. Your and tattoos are beginning to glow violet, I've noticed. <laughs> Lily's got her demons. Michelle has snot demons. <laughs> you know there what? are a lot of those in this household. <laughs> oh, Lady Snuffles. I'm proud of what we've done here. <laughs> I noticed that you, through great restraint, you haven't mentioned the huge Band-Aid on the middle of my face. And it is clearly, since it's on my nose, not a shaving accident. I wanted to... Oh, I, I assumed it was a giant pimple that you were trying to cover up. Well, I, the story's a little more interesting than that. You see, uh, last... Yesterday... Just before dusk, I was driving by a park. I'm like, hey, I've never been in here. I'll just stop by this park and go for a run. And I noticed that the gates in front of the parking lot were closed off, but, but I could park alongside the street. I'm like, well, that's a little bit strange, but I'll just run past the gates. And the trail, you know, it was a little bit overgrown, but no, nothing too bad. It went wound up this dark creek, and there was, you know, graffiti every on the uh, on the posts, and the signs are kind of crossed And then out. the Raven Man came out. And then, and then <laughs> and, and, well, well, no, no, the Raven Man is not what gave me the scar on my nose. The, uh, there were bridges which led to nowhere. There were some bars. I kept going up and up, and suddenly I saw the trail had utterly fallen into this ravine, so I scooted kind of Indiana Jones style uh, along the side, and then the trail just ended, and it was a briar patch on one side, poison oak on the other, and I had to choose which one to go straight up to try to squeeze between two houses and finally escape.